Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. You are listening to a Christmas national obsession with Christmassy Joan Cardigan and oh, 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 oh. and Christmassy Charlie Baker, full of Christmas cheer. Mm. When I did this show last year, this one, John, I think I was drunk. I think I was on the phone and at home and drunk. Yes, that, that's correct, because um, you actually interrupted the proceedings <laughs> at some point to take some Amazon deliveries. <laughs> oh, did I? Which is exciting. But I'm yes. still working this week, working till the 22nd, John, so... You know, that's how it is. It's only Tuesday. It's not Christmas yet. Yeah, exactly. But it's the National Slackers. Obsession, a National League football podcast. And uh, we're not going to... Re- I mean, we've got... It's going to be a bit different. It's not going to be that different, though, John, is it? It's going to be pretty... It's still the usual stuff. But to be honest, in terms of actual news, it's a slow week. Because we don't care about the trophy particularly, we, well, we especially now care. we're out. We don't recognise it. I turn my <laughs> back. You. I actively turn my back on that's it. That's your thing. To well, it, yeah, that's, that's just... your attitude to it. I... Like the trophy, and if we'd gone further in the trophy, I think we got a hard draw early on. We did. We went out 3-1, lost to Boreham Woods, down to nine men. But do you know what? They drew Blythe Spartans away in the next oh. round, so that saved us about an 800-mile round trip. Oh, my God. That'll keep them in good spirits. <laughs> Blythe Spirit is what I was going for there. <laughs> John? Um, instead... Would you like to hear about Paul McCartney, I'd, which was so, uh, which was the much better event over the weekend? Before weekends. we carry on with the football, which we will, John John went to see Paul McCartney. I, I would say, is, is your hero, John? He is my hero. Other than Gary Johnson Gary's, and Rodney Jack? Gary's creeping up. Rodney's always been up there, but Paul dream, McCartney's Dream dinner party guests, John. Hit it. <laughs> Hit it. Paul McCartney yeah. would be up there. Can it just be us two? Is it just <laughs> <laughs> table it's for two? A date, isn't it? I think that's actually, that's all right. That I mean, that's fine date, as well. You know, that's up to you. Um, but uh, oh, okay, who yeah, David Attenborough, I think, would be an who, interesting. Who's rung and cancelled on the night? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think David Attenborough would be a oh yeah a stimulating conversation. Would you be doing your impressions of these people in well, front of them? possibly? <laughs> yeah, I might. Do you I think you get sick of it? Walking in through the front door. <laughs> and he'd just turn around and leave. He'd be furious, mate. <laughs> he'd be so sick yeah. of people doing his voice to him. 
<laughs> Music ticked off that ticked yeah. off. Um Gary Johnson and Ronnie Jack. No. <laughs> no. I would yeah, I I probably It'd be a, lot, be a lot lopsided evening, wouldn't it? It would be a little bit. Um, I think I would have. Well, when he's dead, can we exhume Spike Milligan? Well, uh, you can do, yeah. Can do. You can do. If he wasn't dead, Spike Milligan. Spike Milligan. Okay, I suppose it's in a dream. Yes. So anything can happen in a dream. Well, he's my, my sort of favourite comedian performer type. I've, I work but, getting uh, to know me, John. Showbiz story for oh, you. Okay. Worked with his daughter. Did you really? Played Aladdin once. And she was my monkey. <laughs> Nana's Jay Milligan, very good singer, very good actress. The only problem was if Spike Milligan, they say about don't meet your heroes. I think he may possibly. I'm not sure he'd actually be great company, but I'd like to well, find who out. Who knows? You never know, do you? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And well, it would, I think it would have to, it would have to be something talky and ice related. Mm. Then I think I'd all go men. for Lee, Leroy Vecini. What a boring dinner party, all men. Hashtag John. me too. <laughs> Hashtag me too. No bloody women. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. No, Leroy's coming as well. Leroy's coming, is he? Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Leroy's a good one, yeah. He is yeah, good, good company. Is he? I've never, I've never lovely, had lovely, lovely man. Oh, how do you know him, John? Just through Talksport? Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've well, I interviewed him for a university project. Oh, He's been I'd in ha- here a couple of times. Is there any? Was it a written university project or? A, it was a, a kind of journalistic feature about the with lack o- of with black audio managers John? in the game with audio. So I went. To Could we hear it? <laughs> Probably. Could we have it as Should a new I dig uh, that out in the as, new a, year? as a new year? Special, John. Be a treat. Be lovely, yeah, okay, wouldn't it? I'll find that. Dream dinner party. Mmm. No idea. I've never... <laughs> I know it's the sort of question you yeah. meant to be able to go, oh, yeah, definitely. Dung, dung. Because a lot of my heroes turn out to be bad. Yeah. Well, that is the problem. Like, I used to be like, like love Frank Sinatra. Like, absolutely love Frank Sinatra. Not a nice one. And man. I've read every single book about him. And he's just a misogynist pr- and you just go, oh dear, no, you really were barking up the wrong tree there. <laughs> uh, Joni Mitchell, but then again, I think she'd she'd like not want anyone like anyone else there. When you read interviews with her, she's like so forthright, I think she's too cynical for a no, dinner party. No, she'd be great. Though. She'd, she'd ruin be it. great. You think she'd spoil it? <laughs> um, got some fun people, haven't you? Is the yeah. thing. But then all comedians are all a bit miserable. Yeah. Off. I don't know. John is the thing. I don't know who would be good. Michael Parkinson. Oh, God. Is this so you can do a voice, John? <laughs> and Ronnie Corbett. And Ronnie That'd Corbett. That would be my dream guest. Ronnie Corbett, Michael Just Kane. people that you can do. Uh, whispering Ted Lowe. Like, oh, dear. Where's it's that dinner. hot plate going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was lucky. Like, you know, I, I was lucky enough to work a lot with Harry Hill. And yes. I worked with him. And I went to dinner with him once, and he invited ten of... Well, it wasn't just him. He'd invited ten of us to the Garrick Club. Wow. Getting to know you. And it was such a brilliant evening. Yes. And it was a real mixture of people. He was like the head of... Like, one guy was the head of um, uh, art at some big art college. (laughs) And the other one, another guy was Brian Bellow from (laughs) Big Brother, but who invented um, The Only Way Is Essex. Yeah. He invented that. He's a really smart guy. Um, And like... But it was a real, and his and his brother was there. But it was like a really brilliant. Tim Vine was there. It was mm. a really good evening. It was really. Harry Hill is one of those people who never. You aren't disappointed if you meet him. You want him to be Harry Hill, and he is Harry. Hill. He is Harry, and he's also the. Not, there's a lot of bellies in this business, mm. and he is the nicest, genuinely nicest man. Yeah. Like, beyond the call of duty. Yeah. Just great. 
While we're asking searching Sorry. questions, what's your favourite Christmas song? Ah, yes. Very good. Now, because th- this changes a lot, John. Yeah. It changes a lot. But for the last, I'd say, 10 years, it is uh, Driving Home for Christmas. It's always been it's always been my favourite as well. Because I just love the melancholy yeah, of it, John. Yeah, I love it. This... And when you are driving home for Christmas... Yeah. If this comes on, yeah. I, I lose my mind. <laughs> I think it's one that you appreciate more as you get older. Yeah. And if you can't wait to see some people's faces. Yeah. Top to toe, wind tail back. I love it. Oh, it's such it's a the great best. song. If you've ever been in a traffic jam on mm. Christmas Eve, and you're driving home for Christmas, when I used to do a lot of work around Christmas, yeah. I'd be driving on Christmas Eve. Oh, I, lo- I absolutely love it. Yeah. But I like, a, I like sad songs, John. Yeah, so do I. Um, I like uh, Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Now, John, I know yes. you want, how this has just come up is that you went to see Macca Sunday night. Yeah, absolute hero. Where yeah. was it, John? Just a little pub? Uh, pub gig? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was the O2 Arena, the which O2 was Arena. The, my, the only drawback of the evening was having to be in that complete hellhole. And you have the to just actual, let that. You have to let that go. Evening, it's uh, it was the greatest night of my life. Was it, Barnum. John? Barnum. <sighs> Bar none, the yeah. greatest night of your life. My voice had gone completely oh. by the end. What did they open with? Uh, Hard Day's Night, which is a great <gasps> opening. Yeah. It's been a... Yeah. No one Absolutely. knows what that chord is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I couldn't... It's an old chord, isn't it? It's, yeah. it? I think it warps or something, or it goes yeah. through a funny speaker or something. Yeah. But uh, And then it was just absolutely just about 40 songs. 40 non-stop. songs? You played for three hours. Non-stop, no break. Non-stop. And it was, it was Didn't just... Didn't need a week, because that age of man... Yes. Yeah, well, I didn't see him go. That age of man. Maybe he's got some sort of device fitted. I don't just know. Just a little bag there, John. <laughs> so did he go Beatles, bit of Wings, Beatles? Did he play Jet? Woo! He didn't do Jet, oh, but he did obviously do... Obviously heard um, the National Obsession, John. He did Let Him In. Blackbird? Did he do a little oh, acoustic? Blackbird, that was just incredible. Does he play that himself, John? Yes, Does yeah, he? just on his own. Absolutely. Out Down the, the front. front of the stage. I mean, Let It Be. Yeah. I had absolutely chills. But then... Singing along, I kept singing "Speaking Words of Wisdom." Jamie Reed. Well, that's all right. I, but I, I couldn't actually remember what the proper words were. <laughs> all I could sing was Jamie Reed. Because the proper words are Jamie Reed. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then to oh. top it all off, at the end, he brought Ringo Starr on stage. Yeah. And they played uh, "Get Back." Well, this is and not, you've just, seen the Beatles. And Ronnie Wood was John, playing guitar. You've well. seen the Beatles. I've seen as much of the Beatles as, as possible, possible to, see. to see. Controversially, was I it actually, brilliant, John? It was, it was amazing, incredible. You've had and the best time of your life. It was the time of my life, and I almost controversially p- preferred the Wings stuff yeah. to the Beatles. No, that's not. That's not. Paul has developed as a as an artist. Yeah. So coming back, you've agreed that Driving Home for Christmas Driving is your Christmas. favourite Christmas song. Um, the one I've Although, found recently yeah. though is um, Jethro Tull Solstice Bells. Play that, John. While we're waiting, John, do you know what, what who Jethro Tull was I'm and what he invented? Did he play the flute? No. So, well, yeah, he did. That's the band. <laughs> oh, right, fine. But do you know who Jethro Tull was, John? No. I only know of Je- well, Denzel Pemberthy, that one. No. <laughs> Jethro Tull is the inventor of the horse-drawn plough. I did not the know seed, that. No, the horse-drawn seed till. Right. <laughs> and he lived... In Cromarsh Gifford in Oxfordshire. Did he really? Which is over the bridge from my house, John. Ah. That's the only reason I know it. Here it comes. What do you think, John? It sounds a bit like... See, it's about solstice. 
winter a, solstice. Yeah, I find that sort of thing all a bit weird. Um, there's no Jesus involved. There's no Father Christmas involved. I find, yeah, it's a bit, bit steel. It's a bit too steel. Well, I spans the me. Similar, it's the yeah. similar thing. Yeah, all right, okay. Not a, not a right, span of that, that, that one. Was that one? <laughs> yeah, is that the Christmas song. Yeah, I think it's Christmas, on the Christmas, Christmas album, Christmas isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, what are we doing on the show then, John? Do you want to work out what's coming on up podcast, on the show? On the podcast. Podcast. We're not. Are we going to do any news? Well, have you got a no, bit? It's the FA Trophy. FA Trophy. So and you can I've, look. I've you can look those results. Well, I refuse to even recognise it. Google FA Trophy, and you'll find out the results. And do your own puns. Lovely little Christmas yep. game for you. You can there. do that yourselves, <laughs> because frankly, I'm not doing it for you, John. That is rude to. Uh, hey, we've got to focus on. A focus on. Yeah. Who was it last time? Truro. Truro. T- Truro bloody city. T- Truro bloody city. What's up? We've got some Truro city news. We have. Yeah, of we'll course. speak to our correspondent in After Truro. What, uh, there was a news story today. Big Tuesday, news. Tuesday today. Big news. We've got a quiz of some sort. Quiz, John. That, that's sort of a Talkie United-based quiz. We have an actual letter Yes. From a listener. A parcel from a listener. An actual parcel. Not, we'll not just the, an email. Uh, a parcel from a listener. Yeah. Very good. And, and the big thing is, John, of course, it's Christmas. The big thing that everyone has been waiting for. We've been the, trailing it for long enough. The one year anniversary of A Christmas Call. Following on from... It's, it's the hot, eagerly anticipated sequel oh, no. to The Christmas Call. Uh, John, are you sure about this? And that obstivity. Are you sure? <laughs> I feel like I should give it another stab. I don't think I did myself <laughs> justice last year. Okay, well, it's up to you. You know, it's up to you. You know, you got a lot of stick for it, and in many ways, it spoiled the whole podcast <laughs> Christmas. for a lot of people. It ruined Christmas. Last Look, year, you ruined Christmas, John. It's what the people want. So, who <laughs> okay. am I to uh, okay. ignore them? The national obsession. It's time to focus on Wheelstone. Wheelstone. What? Mm. We must be near the end now, John. We're coming. Woking. Up. I think there's Wheelstone. Woking. Welling. I think that could be it. Oh, Wildstone, Woking, Whirling. Oh, go on. Do you want to hear some... Wildstone. Do you want to hear some facts about Wildstone? It's like they're not... It's like they are just like... Like a... a like they haven't even got a club. Well, they are slightly <laughs> nomadic, and I will come ah. on to this. They were founded in 1899. The team playing royal blue shirts, white shorts, and are nicknamed the Stones. So I thought we'd mm, do a bit stone, of uh, the stones. Wouldn't it be lovely, John, if they came on dressed as different era Rolling Stones, St- Jagger, yeah, you know Keith Richards, different era Richards, yeah, Charlie. I Watts, don't think you'd yeah diff- all the different bass players could be represented. <laughs> you wouldn't want sixties Keith Richards <laughs> playing up front. <laughs> you'd get up to eleven though, John. Cause have, how many bass players are there? About fifty. Yes, about, very true. And including subs. <laughs> Wouldn't it be lovely that it's a amaze no one's taken on our idea yet. So they name the Stones and also the Royals. That oh, is their other nickname, why would that? Where are they based? Royal blue shirts. Oh, is that the only reason why they're I not? Think so. Not like Reading, who are in the Royal County of Berkshire. No, no I don't think so. Who are also the Royals. Where uh, are they? Where, where are they? Where is Wealdstone? It's North Kent. London. It's oh, like North no, it's Harrow. Oh. Uh, so yes, they formed in 1899. Didn't last very long, though. No. 1906. A notice was posted in the local newspaper stating that the club was being disbanded due to a lack of interest. <laughs> <laughs> you might cancel due to lack of interest. I've been there this season. You I've, might um... say. You might say what's changed. <laughs> well, I've been in a few TV shows like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they reformed in time for the 1908-1909 season. By 1923, they'd been through four different grounds. In 1946. Fun fact, fact fans, they appeared in the first ever televised football match. 
Ever. Ever. On the BBC, they showed part of their league match against Barnet. Barnet Wheelstone was the first, first ever televised football match, 1946. Well, that's a derby, is it? That's a derby, Barnet Wheelstone. Yeah, it is, yeah. So that's one for a pub quiz. What right? a lovely pub quiz question pub that quiz is. Question. What was the first ever televised You'd never get it in a match in the UK? In the 90s, bit of a troubled time, financial problems. They led to the club uh, selling uh, their ground. They signed up to an expensive ground showing arrangement at Watford's Vicarage Road. Oh, God. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they kept getting uh, relegated, ground shared with... Uh, Yedding, Edgware Town, but made their way back up through another ground share. In 2008, they acquired their current ground, Ryslip Sports and Social Club, Ooh. which I've been to, and it's yes. terrible. That's uh, where you went, is it, this year? Yeah, I went there. Okay. We won. Uh, you, had to, you enter, the turnstile is like a, um, a shipping container. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's pretty Sounds grim. A bit bleak, but another fun fact for fact fans it's got a gun turret in one corner of the ground. Didn't, um, I think someone told us this, didn't they? I think yes, Tom Greatrex wrote in about I think this. Think he did. Yes. It was used to protect the nearby Northolt Aerodrome during World War Two. Shame we didn't play there when Gary Hours was the manager. Otherwise, yeah. we could have shot him. <laughs> well, that's not very nice, John. No, it's not very I mean, nice. We didn't like Gary Hours, but let's not try no. and kill the man. <laughs> what, just, maybe just maim him. <laughs> no, but I didn't say just, where. Just his knee. Bit of knee. Aim just his right knee. knee. <laughs> Um, 2013-14 they went up as champions up to the conference south uh, where they've been ever since 2017 Gordon Bartlett stepped down as the manager after 22 years he'd been at the club a day later Bobby Wilkinson uh, was appointed manager uh, from Hungerford Town he's still there uh, at the moment so Bobby Wilkinson is in charge notable former players go on include the QPR legend Don Shanks obviously nicknamed Armitage Nice, uh, yeah, I bet he was one, as well. One for fans of, uh, sort of toilet <laughs> <laughs> toilet makers. I bet he was as well. He had a bit of a bad boy image, actually, but oh. he um, turned himself around. It was the Don Shanks redemption. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the most niche film. <laughs> Any famous people from Wealdstone? Do you want a few famous people? Yes, please. Well, the problem is Wealdstone isn't really a place. It's, I've done Harrow. is sort of the nearest okay. conurbation. So if I put Wealdstone... Very nice <laughs> Peter Andre was born in Harrow. Was he? Yeah. What's the Australian link then? I think he moved there. From Harrow? Yeah, when he was young. Very nice man. Did I tell you about that? I've told you about my brush with with uh, Peter Andre this and Andre. year. Andre? This Your year? brush with Andre? You're like this, John. I had to um, share a dressing room with him, and he was changed, and I had to get changed, <laughs> and I had to take my shirt off in front of Peter Andre. He's, he looked after himself, isn't he, Peter? <laughs> Peter's like still fully six-packed up. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> but how many times has he cycled the Dartmoor Classic? Has he ever done it in the rain, John? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Barry Cryer lives oh, nearby. Right, okay. Are you a fan of Barry? Move on. <laughs> Ian Drury from Harrow, from the Blockheads oh, they're fame. Br- they're brilliant. Great band. There's a brilliant band. Roger Moore used to live there. I also did him for Hemel Hempstead because he used to live in Hemel Hempstead. <laughs> I think he's lived in every I just national think it's... league. He's actually a big fan. That's what it is. And so he's like, just moving down to (laughs) Truro. Pam St. Clement. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. Do you know her when you were doing Tim Reynolds? She she wasn't bring back Tim Reynolds. Hashtag bring back Tim Reynolds. (laughs) She wasn't, um, hey, gig last week. I I feel like I've told you this. No, I told someone else. Gig last week in uh, Tring. Spoke to the front row. Where are you? What did you do? What did you do? I work at EastEnders. Was it Phil Mitchell? No, Linda. She was called Linda, she was called. All right, that's nice. She went, you were in EastEnders. <laughs> I went, I was? She went, Tim Reynolds, you were? And I went, 
No, I went... Well, she's a bit like you, though. I went, Tim yes, Reynolds, Tim you Reynolds, you were. Tim Reynolds, you were. I went, yes, bring back Tim Reynolds. But that was as far as that the conversation funny, yeah. went. Well, it's tiny acorns, etc. Yeah. And finally, W.S. Gilbert of Gilbert and Sullivan oh, fame. Oh, that's to a live good there, one. Too. The current coach, Bobby Wilkinson, is, of course, a very model of a modern football manager. Very nice. You could have done a... Do you know what? In in shows past, John, yeah. we'd have... We'd have based a whole bit around that. We would have done. We right, could have written, written, you know, done a song. Went now. Written a whole song, but it's Christmas, isn't it? Everyone's winding down. Yeah, that's all. That's, I got it, on it? that's Wheelstone. Yeah. Well, my opinion of them is, to me, they're three points. <laughs> that is a very good summation. six points. They're yes. six. They're six. Four to six points over a season, <laughs> for me. And that was focus on Wheelstone. The national obsession. This is the National Obsession. Now, John, I don't know if you saw in the news today. It's Tuesday today. Yes. And uh, this morning, a Russian cargo ship got grounded. Bloody hell. Off the coast of Falmouth. Oh, no. I I don't know if it's National League related or not. Yeah. But um, we could, I've got a number of the, of the Russian captain for us to call. Ah, His okay. name's Igor Dudney. <laughs> um... I need the loo, but... Um, I'd better speak to him. I wonder, maybe you want to give him a call. Yeah, fine. I'm just out to cover the gap. I'll give him a buzz, okay, I suppose. Great. Yeah, great. Igor, Dudney, Truro City, what's on? Complete. Igor, it's John from the uh, National Obsession here. Who? The, it's the National Obsession podcast. We're a podcast in England about um, National League football. No. Okay, well, I mean, like, I've, I've spoken, I don't know if he's a relative, but... I I've don't spoken, know who you are. I've spoken to Ivor. Are you calling before. for me to pay for the bridge? No, well, no. You uh, run aground outside Falmouth to avoid paying the bridge. Oh, right. So that's what happens, because, uh, yes, okay, we speak but to... Now we are in Truro, and being very finely welcomed with free pasties. I mean, you need to. What you need to do is go and find a man called Ivor Judney, who I, I wonder might be related. Ivor Judney, I have met this man. I killed him with my bare hands. Oh God! Uh, well, I mean, because he said he would rename the ground the Stadium for Moscow. <laughs> the Stadium for Moscow. Did he mention a ground a ground share at all? No. Yes. I have tried Salisbury City. I tried to get rid of them. But now I am in Truro. Can you take Clark Osborne with you? Yes, I'm taking him to Pizza Hut. <laughs> Is there one in Truro? Do you know? Oh, have you got any other plans? Why, why are you sort of stuck in Truro? I mean, I guess someone's going to come and rescue you, but are you going to do anything yes, else? You're going going to go, to um... Is there anywhere that is... I don't want one theme park. I want three theme parks. In one. Does this exist? Yes. Dob Walls? Ah, I have heard of the Dob Walls triple theme park. I've yes. heard it's a wonderful day. Three fabulous attractions for the price of one. <laughs> you should get a job with the Cornish tourist board, Eagle. I'm not hanging about in Falmouth. It is full of f***ing hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, look, it's, it's been lovely talking to Igor. Uh, yes. hope, hopefully you get rescued soon. Hopefully Ivor's okay. Goodbye, Joan Cardigan. I wish you a Merry Christmas. And you. Doble Utra. Dox Vidanya. The National Obsession. It's time 
for Torquay Corner. Yeah, there he is. Probably is from Cornwall. Well, there we are, John. Talking United, John out. Playing out the trophy. Loads of people injured. Yeah, and a couple of people sent off. So, slight disaster. Not great, but we've only Hampden and Richmond. I'm going to try and get to that on Saturday. I'm going to try and go, John. Maybe oh, I'll see you there. Okay, yes, I'm meant there. to be playing Saturday morning, but I look. I think I might be called off. It's my local game. Oh, I'll be good. Definitely go, John. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Like, that's definite three points. Yeah. Big news of the week, really. <laughs> Far more interesting than all that. Aaron Downs was back. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Taught a bit of a. a I'm pleased about a that. A favourite player of ours from down the years has come back as Gary's assistant manager. Now, uh, Gary said he was very proud of the team on Saturday, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Against Boreham Wood. Yeah. And he often says that, but I yes. think he says it in slightly odd circumstances, John. Okay. So I've got a little game for you, a little quiz for you. Oh, right, I love a quiz. It's Is Gary Proud of You? Welcome to Is Gary Johnson Proud of You? Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Okay, this quiz, I'm going to give you three different match scenarios. And all you have to answer is, is... Gary, proud of you. I like this a lot. Okay. Match one, John. You've won 2 0. A goal in each half. You've played quite nicely. Here's the question Is Gary proud of you? Yes, Gary's proud of me. So you think, yes, Gary is proud of you? Yes. Final answer. No. Gary's not proud of you, no. John. You've just done your job you're paid to do. Oh, okay. Damn it. Second scenario, John. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You've won 5 nil. Yeah. You've absolutely thrashed the team. Absolutely thrashed them. 5 nil. Goals from all over the team. Sorry, such a restart the music. <laughs> But here's the question, John. Is Gary Johnson proud of you? This is a tricky one, this one. I'm going to give it a no. He said yes before and mm. it was no. The answer is no, John. Yes. yes. Gary is not proud of you. Just doing your job. Yeah. Final one. You've won one nil. Yeah. You scored after a minute and defended the rest of the game. You broke your arm, but you carried on. And it snowed halfway through the second half with the game. Sort of should have been called off. It got dangerous. And it was in the Devon Bowl. So there's your scenario, John. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Is Gary proud of you? This is a tricky one. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? For the win, John. Is Gary proud of you? No. 
Gary is proud of you, John. Oh, you are wrong. Gary is proud solid. of you. That was this week's edition of Is Gary Proud of You? The National Obsession. It's time for letters from a listener. When you go, will you send back a letter from a listener? Lovely. You were just saying, John, that you thought your when seeing Paul McCartney live, you thought yes. your impression was spot on. Well, I don't like to blow my own trumpet. It's like when I saw um. Ted Lowe live. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lowe. But I didn't too, realize too you know, blue for TV. Did oh, I didn't realise, you know, that my Paul McCartney's actually really good, you know. It is good, John. And what the folks can't see is that I'm doing the sort of pointing <laughs> thing and like the head. You can back. play guitar, you can play all the instruments, John, as well, bass. So why don't you join a Beatles tribute act? Um and I can sort of do the, like, the point. So actually, I realised it's actually really good anyway. Very, very Peace good. Any letters, John? Yes. Oh, how nice. With Lee Cloak, who was Foff. Oh, God. Four. 11? No, 11. We never found no, Foff. No, Foff was still a Foff mystery. 11, yeah. I think Lee's Foff 11. Thank you. On the ice to you, Lee. If you send an email, sign off with your Foff. On the ice to you, Lee. He says, hello, Charlie and John. Hope you're both well. We are. We are. Very well. I've come you. across some information that may be of interest to you Ooh. with regards to the Kieran Cadogan, John Cadogan mystery. <laughs> Lovely, yes. Were you aware that Kieran Cadogan is in fact first cousin to talkie left back Liam Davis? No, this Wasn't is a nice link, isn't it, John? He says, John, are you left footed and partial to a bit of trickery down the wing? If so, we could be onto something on yes. the ice leak cloak. I'm not left footed, but I did used to play, left back was my uh, position, position at, uh, in youth football. Oh, very left good. Back. You're very much the Kevin right, Nicholson. That rarest of things, a right-footed left back. <laughs> lovely, thank you, Lee. On thank the you, on Lee. the ice, you lovely bit of lovely. Wonder if there, we can get some um, family connections to any more of our brilliant team. Mm. Well, let's see. National Obsession at gmail.com. Yes. If you've got anything, uh, another Lee, uh, Lee Pettifer mm. says, "Gentlemen, I want to say how much I enjoyed Pod Fifty Five. Although, like a good many other listeners, was shouting Ted Lowe at my phone. <laughs> I can imagine yeah, it. Yeah, I when I was listening well. to, it, I was thinking everyone's <laughs> going to be going Ted Lowe. Oh dear." Oh, he's forgotten the name. Yes, he says, I'm glad that someone else dislikes all the sh**. Ah, hey, it's so it's a growing on, club. It's caught to... on too. He also says, great to see Talkie on the National League Roundup programme. The pitch looked fine. What were welling on about? I was slightly disconcerted by Mad Dog's derby. Yes, Mad Dog has got a bit of a um, got a bit of a belly on him these has days. He? Mad Dog Allen and the sheer enormity of Coasters manager Dave Channel and his ears. Oh, I haven't seen those. I, uh, does Dave Challoner have oh, big ears? Dave Challoner's ears. Oh, he has. Oh. <laughs> Look at Dave Challoner's ears. Oh, Bloody nice. Hell. Like the FA Cup. Yeah, John. There we go. That's a nice one. Dave Challoner's ears is a lovely name for a racehorse. Anyway, lovely. A couple of lovely emails Thank there. you, Thank Lee. you very much for those. On, on the, the Twitter, Lee. On the Twitter, oh, yeah. at Nat Obbs Pod, we had a, f- a fantastic contribution uh, from Jane Kelly. Uh, we were looking for a star to go up on top of our very small tree. Uh, we've retweeted this picture so you can see it at Nat Obbs Pod, a Christmas tree with a printed out picture of Gary Johnson Which on top. Which is excellent work, fist Jane. Bumping, fist excellent bumping. Excellent fist bumping. Fist bumping. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Very good. Well done, Jane. I think well done, we need Jane. to encourage Talk United ornaments this yes, Christmas. Yes, very, very good. Now, John, exciting news. An actual parcel from it, a listener. A parcel from a listener. <laughs> when you go, will you send back a parcel from a listener? Exciting, isn't it, John? Hey, look at now, this actual real parcel. It says Charlie Baker and Joan Cardigan, the National Obsession HQ, and then my home address. Which, because... Is that National come Obsession from, HQ? <laughs> it's come... <laughs> it's not. It's come from my sister, 
in oh, good. Cyprus. I was going to say, we should is... possibly have had that security screen. Exactly. Not... <laughs> so my sister has sent this from... My brother-in-law works for the United Nations in Cyprus. Oh, right. wow. So this could be anything, couldn't it? <laughs> now, I would describe this sort of parcel as about the size of a slow cooker. So far, I'm, I'm I think not hope, I'm she hoping said, it's not I hope a slow it's arrived cooker. not broken. So oh, well, right. There's a lot of sellotape on it, brown paper. There's another oh. parcel that says pass the parcel. Joan, it's for you. Oh, should I come through and get it? <laughs> come through, oh, wow. Joan. Come, it's for you, Joan. Isn't that nice? Very good. Take it back to your microphone. Don't stay in here. I mean, should we have some Christmas music while we're there? Uh... <laughs> I think so. It's an actual it's an actual letter from a listener. Thank you, Sarah. Dear Joan and Charlie, I am an avid listener to your show, not just because Charlie is my brother, but that is probably part of it. Because it gives me a chance to keep up with all the National League and TUFC news while I'm living overseas. I'm enjoying the podcast so much, I've even started listening to repeats. <laughs> However, I am perilously close to having to re-listen to the two bad episodes again. So it might be something coming up for you, Sarah, there. Anyway, due to a recent bout of illness in my children, I found myself with a bit of free time. So in between administering Calpol and saying they're there, I decided I would create something to show my appreciation. Say thank you for your excellent ah. show. She calls it a show. I thought I could smell I hope you like this. it. On the ice, <laughs> Sarah. I look forward to joining you at a girls' match when I return to the UK. Talky till I die. Up the girl. There's a very strong smell of paint. I can I'm smell sort of being spray paint yeah, or something here. Slightly, quite noxious fumes. This might affect <laughs> the natural positivity. I wonder how this got through. Um... <laughs> is it dried, whatever it is? Hang on, what on sm- earth is this? <laughs> I can see a... There's been a lot of like love gone into... Ah! Oh! It's gone Look very well. It's what gone very, this? very well. Oh, my God, it's a talky gnome. Talky gnomes. And the paint's wet. Oh, and my... F- <laughs> and the paint's oh, a bit wet. No, my foot's fallen and off. And my foot's fallen off as yeah. well. Oh, we can fix that. We can fix that, John. <laughs> oh, For your new that. home, John. With an ast- it's a it's a talky knighted gnome who seems to, he's sort of attached to a rock. Taking with a the picture. National obsession. Taking logo a photo, on it. putting it out on that that pod. Look at that. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, that's so fun, kind. I mean, I did say the other week that I find gnomes a bit creepy. But it's lovely, isn't it? Bit of super glue fix. She's done that. a lovely job on the National Obsession badge. Look at that. I'll tell you what, merch. Sarah, 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 thank you so much, Baker, Sarah. thank you so much. That's You've really surpassed kind. yourself. Bloody hell! An excellent piece of National Obsession merch, limited edition. That's that. Is that letters, John? That's it. I Let- think letters and parcels from a listener. Yeah. Thank you very much. Do get in touch at Natob's Pod or the email address, John. Uh, National Obsession at Gmail dot com. National Obsession at Gmail dot com. Was letters from a listener. When, when you go, will you send back a letter, a letter and a parcel from a listener. The National Obsession. This is the National Obsession. And John, it's time for, I mean, you're going to claim sole responsibility for this, aren't you, John? Yes, I have learnt my lesson. Brevity <laughs> is the key word here. John, would you like you uh, on the ice? God bless John, us. you introduce Each your and everyone. N- Hot off the back of a Christmas call last year. This is <laughs> the sequel, and that obstivity. Oh. This can only go better. A long time ago, about sixty-three years ago, when King Hours ruled South Devon, God sent the angel Gabriel to a young woman who lived in the northern town of Nazareth 
The girl's name was Mary Johnson and was married to Joseph. The angel Gabriel said to Mary, Peace be with you. God has blessed you and is pleased with you. Mary wondered what the angel meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid. God has been very kind to you. You'll become pregnant and give birth to a baby boy and you will call him Gary. He will be God's own son and his kingdom will never end. He'll go on to achieve multiple promotions and take a small (laughs) provincial team from the non-league all the way to the championship. Mary was very afraid. And to be honest, not that hot on the ins and outs of the English football pyramid. But she trusted God. At this time, the land where Mary and Joseph lived ordered everyone to return to the town where they originally came from in order to enter their names into a census. So Mary and Joseph travelled a long way, about 3,000 miles from Nazareth to Mary and Joseph's family home of Hammersmith. Oh. Joseph, Mary and their donkey, which they unfairly named Benyon, travelled very slowly (laughs) because Mary's baby was due to be born soon. When they reached Hammersmith, they had problems finding somewhere to stay. As a last resort, they even tried a budget option, but was told there was no room at the Premier Inn. Lenny Henry will hear about this, shouted Mary, (laughs) even though the Midlands actor wouldn't commence his partnership with the cheap hotel chain for at least another 50 years. The only place to stay that they could find was with the animals. So, in the stable where the animals slept, Mary gave birth to Gary, the son of God. Gary's bed was the manger that the animals ate their hay from. In the hills and fields, just outside the sort of M25 region, two shepherds called Ronnie and Michael <laughs> looked after their sheep. <laughs> looked after their sheep through the long night. Oh no! Oh <laughs> my word! You know, I'm one of those shepherds, am I? <laughs> if only I could see over this wall to watch my flock. <laughs> Language, Timothy. Language. I'm a shepherd. My name is Michael. And this here, I'm. Michael's cane. You're only supposed to blow the stable doors off. Lovely. lovely as, the new day, as the new day began, suddenly an angel appeared before the shepherds and the glory of God shone around them. The shepherds were very scared, but the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you and everyone. Today in Hammersmith, a saviour has been born for you. But Gary Johnson was born in Hammersmith, by the way. That wasn't yeah. clear. <laughs> Today in Hammersmith, <laughs> a saviour has been born for you. You will find the baby lying in a manger. He'll go on to have a very good eye for a player, a positive outlook <laughs> on the game, and he'll have a brother born who will make a good scout one day. So the shepherds journeyed into town, catching the central line as far as White City and then changing onto the circle line to Hammersmith <laughs> and found Mary and Joseph. When Gary was born, a brand new bright star appeared in the sky. Some wise men in faraway Leighton saw the star and guessed what it meant. They were very clever men that studied the stars and had been around the block a bit and had read in very old writings that a new star would appear when the great king was born. They set out to find the new king and bring him gifts. We three kings of Orient sing. John Sitton, Barry Hearn and Martin Ling. The wise men followed the star towards Hammersmith. This is very confusing, isn't it? We've had the shepherds, we've had the kings, and just just seeing how far we've got along the story. Carry on, Not too much further to get. The wise men followed the star towards Hammersmith and began to ask people, where is the child who was born to be king of South Devon? Just take the central line and change at Hoburn onto the Piccadilly line. Alternatively, hop off at Liverpool Street and get onto the Hammersmith and City or the Circle line. But make sure it's one going in the right direction, not to Edgware Road, they replied. Thanks, said the three wise men. Ours, the King of South Devon, heard about all this and it made him very angry to think that someone might be coming to take his place as king. So Ours sent for the wise men to come to him. He told them to go on following the star until they had found the baby king and said, When you have found him, let me know where he is so that I can go and worship him. But King Ours and his deputy Prince Hearse did not tell them that he really had an evil plan in mind to kill the new king. 
The wise men followed the star towards Hammersmith. It seemed to stop and shine directly upon the place where Gary was born. Three wise men entered the stable and found Gary with Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. The wise men spread the gifts that they had brought before Gary. The gifts were Holmes, Franco Farrell and Murphy. And that really doesn't, that does not work in the Franco slightest. Franco Farrell. Gold, yeah, Paul Holmes, yeah, yeah. Holmes, Franco Farrell, Home. that does work, frankincense, and Murphy, Reese Murphy. When the wise men had gone, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, the angel said. Take Gary and Mary and escape to the sort of Cambridgeshire area. Stay there until I tell you, perhaps moving to the Oval and Bristol at some point too. For hours is going to search for Gary to kill him. Ooh. So Joseph got up took Gary and Mary during the night and they left for the Cambridge New Market area where he stayed until Arras was dethroned. Gary was then free to take his rightful place as the King of South Devon. Early thoughts? <laughs> is that it or is there more, John? That, that'll do. <laughs> what happens next? Well, that was just... Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to tell the whole Bible, It's very wordy, it? isn't it, John? Yeah. It's very wordy. Would you believe it if I told you I wrote that last night? <laughs> I can see what you're getting at. Because I don't think it shows. I don't think it shows, John. You've done a lovely wrote job. Wrote that all in one Some evening. Some lovely all jokes. In a, about an hour Some and a lo- bit. Some lovely jokes in it. Well, it was all right. Have you... Um, it was certainly shorter than the 12-minute long Christmas call from last year. It shorter than that. But, but I think it was not Christmas, John, without you giving it a good go. Gold. You must have been able to get closer to gold than Holmes. Holmes. You t- I tried. I looked through a list for Steve Talking United Bold. players. That would have worked. There we are. Sorry. Well. I feel I've, I've ruined the episode now. <laughs> John, it's what everybody likes. Look, let's wait and see what the reviews when they come in, let's, when they say. You can't start Christmas without let's not start a Christmassy Christ- story. Let's leave Christmas at, is here. At Nat Obspod. Yeah. Let us know if you enjoyed it. John. God bless us, everyone. Yes. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, one and all. Happy Christmas See on the ice. See you in 2019. See you in 2019. Goodbye. The National Obsession with John Cadogan and Charlie Baker. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.